This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen. Human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Quick pass to Crowder trying to get him out of the space. Slopes a tackle, and there he goes. Crowder, it's a foot race, and Crowder is in there. A 69-yard touchdown. Donald escapes, trying to buy himself some time. Fires, end zone, it's caught. Incredible play by Donald. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. And it's the Q-inator. Oh my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the TOJ Digital Studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And it's time to look at the nerdy numbers, and you know what that means. It's Chronicles of Nania with Michael Nania, the resident stat geek and co-founder over at JetsXFactor.com. Michael, what's going on, buddy? I'm doing pretty good, enjoying the off-season. We're less than a month away from free agency, so it's flying on by. Sure is, and there's a lot of chatter going on, and I wish free agency would hurry up and get here because there are so many potential targets for the Jets, especially on offense, and we ran through a bunch of them at running back and tight end on last week's show. This week, we're going to start with the offensive line because, Michael, I think we can agree the Jets are definitely going to be looking to make an investment along the offensive line, and I would think that guard is probably going to be the primary area that they're going to target. Now, we know that the top two guys on this list are Joe Tooney and Brandon Scherf. The question is, will they actually be there come March 17th? It sounds like Tooney probably will, Scherf probably won't. We'll have to keep our fingers crossed that they both become available because I think we can agree more options is good. When you look at the rest of this list, it's funny because when you first put this color-coded chart together at JetsXFactor.com, 
Two names stuck out at me as I was looking at it immediately. One of them is Mike Upati, who just announced his retirement, so he's not going to be an option. And the other is Coleccio Semele, who is also not going to be an option, but for much different reasons. I think we can more or less say that that's a guarantee. He is not going to be coming back here. So let's run through this, Michael. No question about it, the top two guys, the elite prizes here, are Joe Tooney and Brandon Scherf. Yeah, and it's not even close. Uh, these two guys are the cream of the crop by far. Um, they're consensus stars at their position, no matter what you look at, whether you're looking at PFF grades, whether you're looking at their pressure rates allowed, um, the film community, there's a lot of great offensive line analysts on Twitter and across the internet. Any of them would tell you that both of these guys are on their respective sides, you know, top five for sure at right guard, Tooney at left guard. And then among all guards, probably talking top 10 out of the 60-plus starters. So they're elite. Um, but the big difference between these two guys is that Tooney is a year younger, and he's a lot more durable. Uh, Tooney's never missed a start in the league. And Scherf has had quite a few durability issues over the past few seasons. He hasn't played a 16-game season since 2016. And he's missed at least three games in each of the past three seasons. So Tooney does have a big edge there, but their talent is, I think, comparable. And maybe you can make an art. It's pretty close. They're really close in terms of their impact and production. But Tooney does have the edge of being a year younger, also having a year less of mileage in the league, uh, and also being a lot more durable. So Tooney does get the edge in terms of being a better target for those reasons. But in terms of what they bring on the field, they're, they're both superstars, and there's no one else even close to them on the free agent market. Ironically, one of the top free agent guards is probably Pat Elfline, who we would both say is not any kind of solution. At best, he's depth. You do not want that guy to be a full-time starter. Oh, yeah. And he's probably one of the top guys in terms of um, like name recognition and how much experience they have. But in terms of how he played last year, I have him as the third worst guard on this ranking that I put together out of 20 qualifiers. Uh, he was very bad last season in pretty much every metric, and I think the film backs it up as well. There are some highlights that make the rounds with him, but those are extremely misleading because he's extremely inconsistent. So I don't think the Jets should be considering bringing him back as a starter at all. Even as depth, I'd be skeptical. I think they need to do a lot better, or tr at least try to do a lot better. Um, so I don't really think that he should be much on the radar for the Jets. Any other guards that you think are under the radar that could be good value for them? Yeah, this is one of the inter most interesting positions uh, out of all of them on the market because you have those two stars at the top, but then beyond them, there's a huge drop-off. There aren't even any guys on here um, besides Osemele and Upati, who were pretty pretty good last year when they were healthy. Obviously, Upati's retired now. Osemele's not coming here. There's almost nobody else you would even consider a starting option. One guy that does stand out as maybe a decent starting option is Chris Reed from Carolina. He only has 23 career starts. Um, most of them were last year, started 14 games for them at right guard, and he, he did put up pretty decent numbers. Uh, he was an undrafted free agent from Minnesota State. He's 29 years old. This is his uh, fifth. This was his fifth season, and, and he put up. He had a decent run blocking grade. His pressure rate was pretty good. Um, his pass blocking grade was kind of low, but he was sort of an average starter overall. The Panthers have actually done a nice job developing offensive line talent over the past few seasons. 
Um, so Reed is one guy who might be able to be a starter. Uh, he's low on the mileage side, so there could be some uh, untapped potential there because, like I said, only 23 career starts. Um, but other than that, there's no other good starters, period. You're, the only other options on the market are depth guys, and if you are starting them, your team is probably in some trouble. So this is a tough market, and it really adds to why the Jets need to be very aggressive for if both Tooney and Scherf come out, you know, both of them try to get one if you can't try and get the other uh, or if it's only one of them, that guy, this is a position where they need to really go all out uh, because we know Joe Douglas is a line in the sand, or at least it seems like he's a line in the sand type of guy who's not going to overpay for anyone. But this is a spot where they probably would be well served to do that. Um, it would be a good use of that cap space because if they don't get one of those guys, they're in big trouble at guard because there's no other good options on this market. And then you don't want to pigeonhole yourself to having to take it in the draft. And then you might be going into a season with a rookie quarterback who's playing behind an interior that is just as bad as it was last year. So with how thin this guard position is in free agency, uh, it definitely adds to the case that the Jets should be not slightly aggressive, but very aggressive, doing everything they can to put the best offer on the table for either Scherf or Tooney. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Michael, there is an alternative that the Jets could consider if they're not able to land Tooney or Scherf. And that would be to move Connor McGovern to guard and sign a center. And it just so happens that there is a really good center who is going to be available. Corey Lindsley, the center from the Green Bay Packers, one of the best in the league. 
He's somebody that I know that the Jets were interested in a couple of years back, and he would make a lot of sense if they're not able to land Tooney or Scherf, if they pivot to him and then move McGovern to guard. Talk to me about him and then some of the other options on this list. Ben Garland, who could come in here with LaFleur. He's a little older, only started five games last year, 33 years old, but that could be somebody that they look at if they're not able to upgrade at guard. Tell me about the list of centers that you have color-coded over at JetsXFactor.com. Yeah, so the McGovern idea is a really interesting one. For me personally, I would like to keep him at center, I think, from a physical standpoint. In the run game, he was great. And then in pass protection, just one-on-one reps, he was great. It was really just the blitz pickups, uh, stunt pickups, things like that. A lot of different things that have to do with camaraderie, um, playing alongside your guards. And we know the Jets guards were... A, not good last year. B, constantly rotating in and out of the lineup. So those are two things that did not help McGovern at all. And that's not to excuse him because there are still mistakes he made that he just flat out shouldn't have made regardless of who was next to him. So he has to have a bounce back season. And he did the second half of the year. Uh, he was graded as a top 10 center. So I think with better guard play, he'll be right back to where he was in Denver when he was a clear top 10 center throughout the season because he was good in those areas as a Bronco. It's not like he was this player in Denver. He was his intelligence and his pickups and things like that were a very good part of his game. It just disappeared this past season. And I think you can attribute that to the guys playing next to him. So I do like the idea of keeping him at center. But again, like you said, if they miss out on Scherf and Tooney, this is probably the best alternative. If you really want to improve that interior, that could be going to Corey Lindsley. If you can get him, he is an elite center. He's going to be 30 years old this season, but This is the offensive line we're talking about. I think O-linemen sort of go deeper into their careers than most other positions. 30 would be old for a corner or a running back. Uh, But at offensive line, I think you can go a few years into your 30s before you start thinking about decline. Lindsley has played seven seasons in the league, so that's not too much for an O-lineman. And he's been mostly durable throughout his career, even though he missed three games this year. But he's elite. He was the number one graded center at PFF this past season. He's consistently been in that conversation, both run game and pass game. Very good this past season. He actually, among centers, had the best run blocking grade and the lowest pressure rate allowed among centers this past season. So if you can get him and maybe kick McGovern over to guard, if you feel good about McGovern at that guard position, then that is definitely one way you can improve that interior if you can't get sure for Tooney. Um, beyond him, if they really want to move McGovern, then there are some good options at center. Um, no one close to Lindsley, but Ben Garland is the guy you mentioned. He's 33, but he hasn't really played in the league. He's been a career backup uh, over the course of his career. Uh, he's only started 13 games at center, all those, uh, including the playoffs. Uh, actually, 11 games at center for the Niners over the past two seasons, including the playoffs. Only 15 starts for his career, 18 including the playoffs. So not a lot of mileage, even though he's up there. Um, but he's a guy who, if again, if they really want to move McGovern, that's just their plan, then he is a guy that makes sense because, again, you have that connection with Michael Fork. He's coming over from the Niners. So that, especially at the center position, where the mental aspect and the understanding of the offense is really important, you do have that connection there. And he played well when he was out there. He was their backup. Um, he didn't, again, only 11 starts over the past couple seasons. But when he was out there, pressure rate's low, run number's good. Uh, so he played well when he did get his opportunity. So Garland's a guy to keep an eye on. If Again, if they're hell-bent on moving Connor McGovern 
over to guard. That makes sense. And there are some other decent guys. Austin Ryder from the Chiefs. Ted Karras from the Dolphins. David Andrews from the Patriots is an interesting one. Uh, he came back from his for missing the 2019 season this year and was oh, he was above average. Um, but before that, he was an elite center. He was in that conversation uh, as one of the best in the league. But uh, I believe he had a, a heart condition or uh, something of that nature, and he missed the 2019 season. But he did come back this past year uh, and play the majority of the snaps or start 12 games for the Patriots, So and he was still pretty good. So he's another option. Uh, so there are paths the Jets can take if they want to move McGovern over to guard. Um, and it is worth keeping in mind that McGovern does – pretty much have to start somewhere they can't move on from him um if they do move on from him they're on the hook for his whole contract anyway and he's not nearly bad enough to where you'd want to do that uh so they're stuck within this season and i don't think they're necessarily stuck with him he's a good player and you have options uh between either center or guard um but if they miss out on Scherf or tooney i do think that going after Corey lindsley is something they should think about doing. And then beyond that, I think that you just stick with McGovern at guard or at center and see what you can do at guard. Stick with Van Rowen on the right side. Hopefully you can draft an upgrade on the left side or find someone else that maybe is an upgrade over Alex Lewis. Um, but there are paths for the Jets if they want to get a center uh, and move McGovern over. At tackle, they're in a different spot, Michael, because we know they have to upgrade the interior. At tackle... Left tackle, they're set. They've got Mekhi Becton. They don't have to worry about it. Right tackle, they could move on from George Fant, but they don't have to. He's okay. He's certainly replaceable, but it's not a five-alarm fire. So the question becomes, is there somebody that it's really worth spending a lot of money on? Or is there someone in the draft, perhaps, that you can get in the mid-rounds who you could groom to take that spot from George Fant at some point? If you look at the free agent list, a lot of the top tackles are left tackle only. The top guy is Trent Williams, obviously. There's no way that he's coming to the Jets to play right tackle, even if they throw a bunch of money at him, I would assume. Somebody will throw a bunch of money at him to play left tackle, so I don't consider him an option. Taylor Moton from Carolina sounds like he may not shake loose. If he does, he's an intriguing option, 27 years old and one of the better right tackles in the league. Daryl Williams from Buffalo. There's the temptation, of course, to steal him from a division rival. One guy that I would bet is definitely not going to be in the mix is Kelvin Beecham. Even though he's more of a left tackle than a right tackle, he does have a lot of snaps at right tackle as well, so he could play there, but I can't imagine there's any way he comes back to the Jets. Talk to me about some of the top-tier options here, especially Williams and Moton, and then we'll get into some of the more bargain-basement possibilities at the tackle spot yeah so this is another position like center where there are different ways you can go if you do want to make a change but it's it's not a priority because guard you have to fix that the jets need to do whatever they can to upgrade that position then you go across the roster positions like corner edge receiver you have to fix those center and right tackle are near the bottom of the list but they are positions you can look at upgrading center it's not necessarily looking to upgrade as much as it is McGovern having that flexibility to move over. But at right tackle, you have a, a situation where George Fant is a respectable starter. He deserves to start at right tackle in the league based on how he played last year. You can be comfortable going to the season with him at his cap number, which is pretty high, a little bit too high for how well he played last season. But you're okay with that, considering all the other holes on the roster. And he should be a pretty good fit 
in this scheme where his athleticism is going to be maximized uh, on these outside zone runs more so than they were under Gase where they ran a lot of inside zone and didn't really get maximized. So you can definitely go into the season with George Fant, but there are two elite options at right tackle on the market. Taylor Moten from Carolina, Daryl Williams, who was his teammate in Carolina a few years before that. He played with the Bills last uh, this past season. He was great at right tackle as well. Both those two guys were above the 80th percentile uh, in both their passing game numbers and their run blocking numbers. Um, and their durability has been pretty good too. Moten hasn't missed a uh, start for the Panthers in his career. Uh, Williams has had a little bit more of, of durability questions, but still solid for the most part. He didn't miss a start last season. Um, so these are two guys who are significantly better than Fant. And if you can sign one of them, then you can cut Fant and you're essentially paying only, ha- at least for this year, the cap hit would only be half of what the number would appear to be on paper because you can cut ties with Fant and sort of swap him out for whoever you sign between one of these two. So it's a position where I think the Jets should definitely put their name in the ring for these two guys, Taylor Moen and Daryl Williams. And if you can get them, great. You can cut George Fant. You have that flexibility um, and you could move go from there with an upgraded right tackle. But if you don't get them, if their price gets out of hand and you don't want to get into a bidding war for them, it's perfectly fine. You can roll with George Fant. I like what he showed last season. He's a good scheme fit. Um, I'm not going to pretend he's an above average tackle or he's probably not even average, but he's definitely uh, a guy who's probably in that twenties range, uh, that low, like 20, 24 range, maybe a guy who's a starter and the jets have a lot of positions on this roster, where they don't have starter quality talent. Uh, so that makes fan a guy who can, you can be comfortable with sticking uh, with sticking with for now, obviously long-term you want to find an upgrade, but you can feel okay with him. For now, but at the same time, these are two very attractive options. So either Williams or Moen, if they can, uh, if they can get one of those guys, they should definitely go for it. But again, if their price gets out of hand, you don't feel comfortable with the scheme fit, whatever it is, George Fant's all right to stick with. There are other names on this list that could be decent options. The problem is, I don't know that they're necessarily upgrades over Fant, and I don't know what they're going to get paid. Russell Okung is one of my favorite players in the NFL. I think he's been one of the better tackles over the last decade or so. The problem is, he's starting to break down physically. He's in his early 30s now, so I'm not so sure that he would be a great option. And as I said, I don't know what his salary demands are going to be compared to what they're already paying Fant. You've got Dotson out in Denver, Remmers in Kansas City. So I'm not sure that those guys are upgrades over Fant to begin with, and then you would have to try and bid on them in the open market. Any guys on here, though, that you think a tackle could be a decent bargain, if not as a starter, maybe as a third tackle, somebody to give them good depth? Yeah, like the guard position, this is another spot that's just not that stacked with talent. If you want a veteran, there are guys like Beecham, Mike Remmers, uh, Demar Dotson. You mentioned Okung, who are who still seem to be pretty good, but they're they're deep into their thirties, and most of them have not been durable at all. Okung only started seven games last season, six the season before that. Dotson is thirty, going to be thirty six this season. He only started eight games last year. Again, they still played pretty well all four of those guys I just mentioned last season. But age, durability, not necessarily things that you want to feel good about in starters signing on the open market. But if you really – for the Jets case, I don't think any of these guys make sense. If you can't get Williams or Moten, then just stick with Fant. 
Um, but these are guys who could make sense as starters for some teams. Uh, beyond that, uh, there's it's definitely it's a really thin market. Most of these guys, especially in pass protection, um, some of these guys were good in the run game and pushed their numbers up a little bit that way. But especially in pass protection, which is what's most important, um, most of these guys were in the bottom in the bottom third among tackles in pass blocking numbers. So it's a thin market, and obviously you can you got when you're looking for depth, you're not going to get great players. So you got to settle on somebody. Um, but it, there's nothing really attractive. There is one guy who sort of stands out. Um, and that's Johnson from Houston, Roderick Johnson. Um, he's a guy who's only 25 years old as an unrestricted free agent, which is very rare, especially at offensive line. Um, so he is a guy who played decently last season. He was a backup for them. He only started three games. So not a big sample size, only six career starts. But he, in the run game, was really good when he played last season. Pass blocking, again, as is the case for most of these guys, wasn't good. But very good in the run game. And again, he's only going to be 25 years old when the season begins. So he is by far the youngest uh, option on this list of some of the decent tackles. Um, So he's a guy you could look at. But other than that, there's, in terms of both age, durability, pass protection, no one to really be excited about in terms of depth. Michael, offensive line is a huge area of need for the Jets. We know that, especially on the interior. But they also need playmakers at wide receiver. And there's some really good ones available, but only on paper. Because I have a feeling when everything shakes out, the guys that everybody is lusting after are not going to be there. Allen Robinson, probably not going to be on the open market. Same for Kenny Galladay. And same as well for Chris Godwin in Tampa Bay. However, Curtis Samuel looks like he could be a really interesting option. There are some second-tier guys that include Corey Davis, some bargains as well, perhaps Richard Higgins, Kendrick Bourne. We'll get to all of these guys, but first, let's talk top tier. When you look at Allen Robinson, Kenny Galladay, and Chris Godwin, you would imagine that if one of those guys or all of them were to hit the market, the Jets would, if nothing else, be interested, right? Oh, for sure. I think those are definitely your top guys. There are some other names that we'll get to who, at least in terms of last season, produced very similarly. But looking at career body of work and considering age, uh, Godwin, Galladay, and Robinson are definitely your top tier. Um if they do hit the market among those three guys, because it's possible none of those three do, which would drive up the prices of some of the other players on this list who, again, were similarly good this past season, but don't have the same career body of work that those three guys do, because all three of them have been stars for multiple seasons, um, while some of these other guys had breakout seasons this past season, or they're a little bit older, or they have durability questions, but those are your three bona fide stars, I think. Now let's talk about tier number two, and these are the guys that I definitely think will be available. Corey Davis's name has been thrown out there. I really, really like Curtis Samuel. I think he's perfect for this offense. And of course, he's from New York, only 24 years old. And then, of course, you've got some other guys that some people could take a look at, including Juju Smith-Schuster. That's a huge name, most likely going to hit the market, and Will Fuller. But 
I personally am not big on either one of those two guys. I just think Juju Smith-Schuster is not worth the amount of money that he's going to get paid. I think you could roll with Jamison Crowder, who can give you really good production in the slot where Schuster does most of his damage, and you only have him on a one-year $10.5 million deal as opposed to having to invest in Juju. Plus, we know what a weirdo Juju Smith-Schuster is, and I can't imagine that would go over well in New York, especially if the team is losing. We've seen how that plays out, especially with a guy like Jamal Adams. And then Will Fuller. I know he's fast, and I know he has big-time playmaking ability when healthy, but those are the key words, when healthy. Will Fuller is never healthy. He misses multiple games every single year. So to me, it would be hilarious if the Jets let Robbie Anderson walk out the door last year and then spent a bunch of money on Will Fuller. Fuller, who has a similar skill set, but Robbie Anderson plays all the games and Will Fuller does not. Yeah, so let's start with the one-year wonder, guys. That would be Corey Davis and Curtis Samuel. I, they both had fantastic seasons last year, but the question mark is that they do stand out as outliers compared to the rest of their career. Corey Davis, 70 yards a game this past season. Um, he fell short of 1,000 yards in terms of total, but he missed two games. So if he played every single game, he would be on pace to go well past that. But prior to 2020, only 45 yards a game. So he had a career year by far. And then Curtis Samuel, sort of the same deal. Fantastic year under Joe Brady. He was the best rush, uh, rusher among wide receivers with over 200 yards. Most of those coming after contact. So he's very impressive in that phase. As a receiver, he was excellent. 851 yards, 57 a game, nine yards a target. He was the most efficient deep receiver in the game in terms of the, the percentage of 20-plus yard targets that he caught. So he went over 1,000 scrimmage yards. He is very good. But another guy who didn't do too much before this past season, first three years, only caught for 33 yards per game and only ran for nine yards a game. So those are two guys who were tremendous last season. But you do have to wonder, is that a sign of things to come or is it just a big season in a contract year? For Curtis Samuel... Great fit for this offense, I think. Everyone's talked about it by now, I think. But to picture him in this offense is just, it would be a great fit. You see what Debo Samuel and also Brandon Ayuk this past season did over there, the way the Niners just got them out in space, and then just the entirety of that team, how they got their receivers and non all non-running backs involved in the run game. Uh, Curtis Samuel would be a great fit. And then Corey Davis on the outside, um, he was very efficient this past season, in addition to putting up 70 yards a game. Across the board, from an efficiency perspective, he was very, very good. I actually have him as combining all these efficiency statistics as the number one free agent receiver because the production that the Titans got out of using Davis last season when they threw him the ball was just absurd. He had a first down or a touchdown on over half of his targets, which was 53.3%. That was the best among wide receivers, and it was second among all players in the league to only Travis Kelsey. He averaged 10.7 yards per target. That trailed only Justin Jefferson. Uh, so he was very efficient. Um, and those numbers are among wide receivers with at least 90 targets. So we're comparing him to other high-volume guys. The best uh, percentage of his targets for first down or touchdown and the second most yards per target. So he was extremely efficient. Uh, and then to talk about Will Fuller, I think you mentioned it. His durability is the biggest question mark. He just does not get on the field. He's missed at least two games in every season, at least five games in each of the last four. That is just tough to invest in because no matter how good of a player he is, the fact that he's a proven track record, that he's only going to give you about two-thirds of the season, 
So you're paying for a whole, the whole season of a player. You're probably only going to get two thirds of your money's worth is it's a tough investment. But when he has been out there, the production is hard to argue with uh, 80 yards a game this season, eight touchdowns in only 11 games, 12 yards per target, 11.7. Uh, he was very good this past season. And he is a boomer bus guy. He's the type of player who will have 200 yards, then 20, then 150, then 30. But overall, the numbers for him are, they are elite. He did put up elite numbers this past season. And he's been over 60 yards a game in each of the past three seasons. So he's very good. It's just, you know, to have a guy who is proven to, at least at this point, guaranteed to miss multiple games a season is very tough to invest your money in. Now let's talk about some of the potential bargains at wide receiver, Michael, because I touched on them a little bit. Kendrick Bourne is an interesting option because of the connection to Mike LaFleur and the San Francisco 49ers. I've always liked Willie Sneed. He's a guy that I think could be a nice depth option at wide receiver. Then, of course, you've got Brashad Perriman, who's a free agent. The Jets could potentially bring him back. Rashard Higgins from the Browns. I know a lot of Browns fans like him a lot. So talk to me about those guys and where you think they could fit with the Jets. Yeah, there are a lot of interesting second-tier options on this wide receiver market. Uh, Willie Sneed's a good one. His volume numbers went down with the Ravens because they throw the ball less than pretty much anybody. But in terms of his efficiency, he was still pretty good. He is a slot guy, so mainly. So it might clash a little bit with Crowder, but he's solid. Kendrick Bourne is a versatile guy who can play both outside and in the slot. Nothing spectacular, but he was consistently an an above-average player for the Niners, at least in terms of his efficiency. Um, His DVOA this past season was at the 67th percentile, among wide receivers, which is pretty impressive considering they had three quarterbacks play for them last year. Arguably, none of them are great. Uh, You could say what you want about Jimmy Garoppolo, but um, between Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard, obviously that's not not a great cast to play with as a receiver. Um, There are some other good guys. Um, Richard Higgins is one that I think is very interesting. Uh, He's sort of like the Brashad Perriman of this year's market in terms of he wasn't a number one or even number two guy. Uh, he was uh, sort of someone who put up big, very efficient, explosive production uh, as a supporting weapon for his offense. That's what Brashad Perriman did uh, for the Buccaneers in 2019, especially near the end of the season when he took over as a starter with injuries. Uh, but Higgins with the Browns this past season was uh, throughout the year just produced whenever they threw him the ball, whenever he had snaps. He was very good, 599 yards. On only fifth and four touchdowns and 26 total conversions on only 52 targets, which is incredibly efficient. Uh, his D, uh, DVOA was one of the best among all receivers in the league, third best behind Fuller was actually number one, and Julio Jones was number two, and Higgins was three. So he was extremely efficient. Not a guy who I think, sort of like Perriman, not a guy you want to bring in and expect to be your number one or your number two. But as your third option, he's about as good as it gets. So Richard Higgins is someone to keep an eye on, I think, if the Jets are going to look for that middle tier in terms of free agent receivers. Michael Nania covering the stats over at JetsXFactor.com. Check out his work there. You can also catch him, of course, every week on the Chronicles of Nania and follow him on Twitter at Michael underscore Nania. If you haven't given us a five-star review on iTunes yet, if you could go ahead and do that for us, really appreciate it. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. 
doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts, you know where to go. That's Turn on the Jets Digital and TurnOnTheJets.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.